Welcome to the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in cross country, track and field, road running, triathlon, and trail running in the state of Iowa. And now, from the home office in Clive, here is your host, Lance Ferguson. A good Monday to you all. It's, well, the 50th Midnight Madness is in the books, and I can say that I was one of 476 who finished that, uh, well, it'll be a historic Midnight Madness. It was it was memorable for many reasons. Uh, the weather played a part, um, delaying the race by 30 minutes, but we were able to squeeze it in, and it got reduced um to just a 5K, everybody ran a 5K because of the weather and not uh, knowing what uh, time we were going to actually race. So it was uh, it was difficult for new race director Brett Carney to wade through it, but I thought he did a good job and um, did the smart thing by just having a 5K, and um, and it was a good fast field. So I'll get to that later on in the race report. I'll have a bunch of other ones as well. Iowa Central um, made some news um, last last week in head coaching positions and and, um, Iowa State as well. I'll I'll get to them, but we'll give we'll give credit to the junior college program that racks up national championships year after year. Nick Eckel, who has been the head head cross country coach, I can never say that, he is going to be the head um, track and field. Um, he's been bumped up to the head uh, uh, coaching position for the track and field teams uh, for next year. He replaces Jordan Burkholder in that role. Congratulations to Nick. Gotten to know Nick uh, pretty well um, uh, on Twitter. And then, of course, he's taken over my hometown uh, Webster City Firecracker 5K race. So I've gotten to know Nick well. Uh, he'll, he'll do very well in that role. So there will be a little bit of shift around. Um, Burkholder is out. His Twitter account still has him listed as the head coach at Iowa Central. So I don't know whether he... Uh, has left for another position, uh, or if he's looking for another position, but he um, is out in that uh, in that job. Um, so Eckel is going to continue as an assistant with the cross country program, um, and that uh, will be led now by D Brown, who is the coordinator for uh, track and field and cross country. He's going to still stay as director of both of those programs, but now D is going to add. Uh, the cross-country uh, coaching duties to that. Nick Eckel will remain on the cross-country staff as the lead assistant and will be the recruiting coordinator. Um, so um, so that's kind of, he's been the head coach of the uh, cross-country program since June of 2018. Press release uh, came out and um, D. Brown had this to say about Nick. He said, Nick has made tremendous strides in his time with the Tritons. I'm excited to watch how he shapes the culture of our track and field program much like he did with our cross-country team already. In addition to his role as head track and field coach, he will also serve as our recruiting coordinator for both programs. He's demonstrated that he can out-recruit any coach in the state. Uh, they certainly back that up every year, um, winning uh, the Region 11 
um, championships every year, it seems like. Uh, they are the team to beat, uh, both men and women's programs, year in and year out. Um, so Nick had this to say uh, in the press release as well. Um, Since the moment I stepped on campus in 2017, Iowa Central and Fort Dodge have been home, and I've been incredibly fortunate to have been able to learn from and work alongside some amazing coaches, student-athletes, and administrators who've shown me why Iowa Central is the best community college in America. Our Our expectation is to be excellent in all that we do here in Triton Nation, and I look forward to working to further our tradition. Iowa Central is um, still a little short on their coaching staff. You got D and you got Nick Eckel, and then Jonathan Alexis is your assistant track and field coach, jumps and multis. So they need at least, uh, probably at least two more coaches, probably a sprint coach, uh, maybe, and maybe a, uh, a throws coach to replace Burkhalter, which is what he did. So that's Iowa Central's news. Congratulations to Nick Eckel taking over the track programs. Iowa State is Jeremy Sudbury, the new director of track and field, is rounding, is starting to shape his staff uh, until until uh, today. Their uh, coaching staff was he and women's uh, head coach uh, Amy Rudolph and then his wife Maria Sudbury. That was the extent of their, their coaching. <laughs> Uh, their uh, list of coaches. So he's added uh, two new additions to his coaching staff. It came out, uh, like I said, on Monday. Matt Lang is the new recording recruiting coordinator and assistant coach. And Kale Wallace is uh, coming on as an assistant coach who will work with cross-country and specializing with the steeplechase. <clears throat> Lang uh, is has been coaching at George Washington the past two seasons. He had that title, recruiting quarter is, uh, coordinator and assistant coach the past two seasons. And Wallace uh, also uh, comes from a program where he's been at the past two seasons. That was assistant coach at North Dakota. So Lang is going to in my way of thinking, he's going to be taking over a lot of what Jeremy Sudbury did in his former role um, under Martin Smith. He'll be responsible for recruiting in all areas and events within the program, uh, on-campus recruiting logistics, and assisting Sudbury in building the Iowa State brand. Okay, so so that's going to be important there. Um uh, the uh, George Washington um, women uh, finished in the top three in the Atlantic 10 in cross country each season that he was there. Um, he ran at George Washington uh, for a final season after four years at Furman. He was a very good cross country uh, distance runner. This is what Sudbury said about, um, this is uh, what he said about Lang. Um, I'm very impressed with Matt's enthusiasm and communication abilities while I was searching for a a recruiting coordinator to help push the envelope in building a Big 12 championship caliber program for both genders. That's important to remember. Um, He has been in this role previously in addition to being a part of a professional track and field operation. His passion for the sport is contagious and will be an important asset for the future of our programs. Um, Wallace, like I said, um, comes from North Dakota. Um, he helped, um, get, 
uh, Eric Eads, an 800 runner, the first UND runner to qualify for the West Prelim since 2016 under his watch. Um, he ran for Arkansas. Uh, that's his alma mater. So, uh, and he was a, a volunteer assistant with the Razorbacks for a couple seasons, uh, helping the uh, the women win the 2019 NCAA Indoor and Outdoor Championships. Um, so he's so he needs so he knows how to work uh, with a big program that wins. So that will be important. I'm sure that was helpful in his interviews. Um, and um, this is what Sudbury had to say about Wallace Kale's experience as an athlete and coach at Arkansas and North Dakota has made him a well-rounded and exciting addition to our staff. His background in the steeplechase and being a part of many team championships will add to our vision as we continue to strive for success within the Big 12 and on the national level. So that's what Jeremy said. His wife, by the way, has served as director of operations. She kind of sets up the meets and all and all that sort of thing. It's not a coaching position, but they're advertising for that role, uh, advertising for that position. Maybe I should get my name in there since it's not a coaching job. I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, but so apparently she's going to stay home with her. They have, they, have, they have a young child, very young child. So, um, so they're going to be advertising that position. It looks like they're in need of at least a couple more, um, maybe a throws coach and maybe a sprint um, field events jumping th uh, coach as well. At least two or three more uh, coaching uh, hires yet to be made. But, um, but yeah, Matt Lang is kind of the, the right-hand man now to Jeremy Sedberry. And then Kale Wallace will help him during the uh, cross-country um, season as his um, top assistant for both the men's and women's programs. As I said, Amy Rudolph will continue kind of the coordinator for the women um, uh, working under Sudbury. That's not going to change. I would be remiss if I didn't point out that the University of Iowa also made a, a change in their coaching ranks as Ray Robinson joined their coaching staff. That came out on July 7th. Robinson will lead Iowa's throws group. He comes from Tiffin University, a Division II program in Ohio, where he coached four uh, athletes to national championships and 40 first-team All-Americans during his time uh, at Tiffin. So Ray Robinson will join Joy Woody's staff as the throw coaches, as throw coach at Iowa. And there's a change with the Runablaze Iowa team as Tyson Whelan will be taking over as race director for Cal Murdoch, who has been doing it since the club's inception. Uh, I talked to Cal at Midnight Madness, and he basically said Tyson wanted to do it. And who was I to stop him from uh, taking it over? He's uh, 27 years old, um, has ambition, and wanted to do it. Tyson is always busy. Uh, he's racing every weekend. He was in a bike race um, uh, over the weekend, and he finished um, 16th at the uh, Ironman 70.3 in Des Moines. Uh, there's uh, not a weekend where Tyson isn't racing, and he's also got his Wheeland racing team as well. He coaches a bunch of triathletes and runners, so a lot on his plate, but um, I, I wish him well with this new position. Cal will continue to do the uh, email blasts and also uh, the history um, stuff as well. 
But um, Tyson, who's very aggressive with putting out um, information on Instagram, will be doing uh, the legwork for recruiting. Um, he's going to be very active in that and uh, also um, setting up races, that sort of thing. And promotion, um, always looking to try to get new sponsors. So uh, he's a good person for that. And Cal will still be involved, but just not as much anymore. And now, as Monty Python would say, and now it's time for something completely different. And this is going to be about my podcast and about who is listening out there. I know I've got a lot of loyal uh, listeners um, who are basically split. If you look at it, um, Spotify and Apple Podcast are almost identical in listening uh, 32% of you listen on Spotify and 31% on Apple Podcasts with 19% on my home app, Anchor. Um, so that's where you're listening to. But I mentioned this in, in the past with some of my interviews with uh, females who have been on the show, uh, like uh, Cassie Rosenbaum. And uh, my, my audience is very predominantly male, 80% of my audience is male with only 19% female. So it's uh, it's very heavily male-oriented, and I'd like to get that changed, but <laughs> I'm trying my best. But um, I, I, I guess podcasts are more uh, popular with men. Um, who's who's all listening out there? Um, it's, it's 28 to 34-year-olds. They've got uh, the highest percentage of it. Um, roughly about 30%, 31% of, uh, of my listeners are between ages 28 and 34. And you've got um, 23% that are uh, from 23 to 27, almost the same. 45 to 59-year-olds, uh, 22% are, are, are listening. And then we've got some college-age kids who are listening, uh, wanting to hear about uh, people like Josh Yeager, I'm sure. 18 to 20 years old, uh, that's 14% of my audience. Only 7% of my audience is 35 to 44 years old. That's uh, curious that that's low of that number. But that's kind of how my listeners break down. And 94% uh, of my listeners are from the United States, not surprising, with Germany as my second, <laughs> with 3%. Um, I don't know why I'm getting 3% from Germany. Maybe it's the triathlon stuff that I've done with the Ironman 70.3. But anyway, that's kind of the breakdown of who you are out there listening thought that was kind of interesting for kind of a quiet week to kind of break down those numbers and um, explain why I'm looking for a more female uh, audience. That's why. On to the race results and Midnight Madness, as I mentioned before. David Two, former Iowa State runner, just finished up his eligibility. The 26-year-old Kenyan won the race in 1409. The course was a tenth of a mile short. Uh, race director Brett Carney was forced to shorten it. Uh, I think it was the city of Ames, he told me. I, I can't remember. I was still in a haze, and there was a band playing in the background, but I believe that's what he said. But he said next year they'll go back to the uh, course that he wanted to have that um, is accurate. So they, they will have an accurate course. But he ran 14.09 to win by 14 seconds over a runner from Lincoln, Nebraska. 
the next um well the best uh, the best Iowa native was current Arkansas runner um Sam Hall he's a former Dowling athlete um he came off a win at the Urbandale 5.1k that's the 4th of July uh, race in 1552 he runs 1436 so it's pretty close um so you, you take a tenth off and you take it you add a tenth from urbandale um i think that's faster than what he ran at urbandale urbandale's a tough course though but sam hall runs 1436 for fourth um tyler schweizer he's uh dowling was well represented here they had a number of their uh boys team here they were they came to ames and moss and um, tyler schweizer was the best of the dowling uh, runners who are currently on the program he ran 15 minutes he is a cousin of carissa schweizer and the, the other schweizer running clan so um so he's um from urbandale as well uh will ryan of uh waukee um he's also a current dowling runner uh, he finished sixth in fifteen ten. Then taking seventh place, I'm going I'm to go through a bunch of names because these are all very good times here. Former Indianola runner. Um, now uh, he stayed in town and he's a Simpson College senior from what I uh, can take um, from his bio. He ran 15.23 for seventh. Trey Thompson, uh, he's a former Simpson College runner who uh, comes from uh, his hometown of Ogden. Um, he ran 15.29 for eighth. Nathan Hopp, he's a run blaze athlete, now living in Cedar Rapids. He was ninth in 15.30. I know he was happy with his time. Um, and then Jackson Heidish, another Dowling Catholic uh, runner, uh, West Des Moines. Um, he was 10th in 15.32. Then 11th, you had Gabe Nash, a Sioux City North runner. Uh, he ran 15.45 for 11th. Jacob Sanders, uh, former Nevada prep. Now he's a Central College going into his junior year there in Pella. He ran 15.51 for 12th. Clay Pell, um, he led Madrid to a state championship this spring in track. He's going to Warburg College to run there. He ran 15.51 for 13th. In 14th place was Ian Warwick. He's a former Ames prep, now running at Simpson College. So Simpson brought a lot of runners to this race. He ran 15.58 for 14th. And then Brian Peterson of Ames uh, was the last of the group that broke 16 minutes for the 3.03 mile race. He ran 15.59 for 15th. The women's field, uh, Pasca Myers led the way. She was the women's champion. Uh, she's from Fort Dodge and a 2014 Grandma's Marathon champion. She ran 16.16 to defeat former uh, IMT Des Moines Marathon champion Joan Massa. Um, Joan is from Sun Prairie, Wisconsin now. She won by 22 seconds over Massa. Pasca Myers did. She's now 34 years old. Um, impressive third place from Claire Helmers. She's an incoming Ames freshman. She was third overall in the women's race in 1724. And then run ablaze Iowa's uh, Sarah Bakula of Fort Atkinson. She was fourth in the women's field in 1730. 
Bakula is a former Wacom High School and Simpson College runner. So that was Midnight Madness. Some very fast times for this 5K for um, uh, for a small field of only uh, 400 and some finishers. Um, the Moonlight Chase um, in Eldridge is held the same night as Midnight Madness. So you've got two night races. Um, it's always held there. And Dan Frushel, um of the Run Ablaze team, he was the best Iowan in the men's race. He was third. Um, he's a former Davenport Assumption and University of Iowa uh, student. Um, he's now living in Davenport. He ran 20:33 for the four-mile race. Uh, Ford Washburn, um, Iowa City High runner, uh, was 21:03 for fourth. And Jackson Schrock. Um, who's from Eldridge, uh, ran 21.25 for fifth place. The winning time um, was 20.06. I want to make a little comment here. I, I, I can't even mention this person's name because it's such a ridiculous name. Um, so so my commentary on, on this is it, it's not funny <laughs> to make up a dumb name instead of your own because eventually in your life you're going to um, want to show your grandkids uh, 30 years down the road that hey I won the moonlight chase yeah and I and I ran um, just over five minutes per mile really really you did grandpa yeah uh, but my uh, see I was this person well no uh, how do you know because you didn't use your real name, so um, you know it's it's a it's a race of record. You know it's a permanent record is is your uh, race result, and to put uh, a fake name on there <laughs> does not do you any good, and it doesn't do um, a reporter like me any good either, um, who's in the media. But anyway, the t- winning time was twenty oh six. That's my rant for this show. Um, hope you enjoy it. Uh, the women's race was an all-Iowa uh, route for the top five. Way to go, Iowa. Noelle Steins. Um, she is a Cal Wheatland uh, runner. Um, she was the winner in 25-14. She's going to be running for Cal Wheatland. That's a 619 pace per mile. So, um, she's got a bright future. Um, her mother uh, is Jessica Steinus, and uh, Jessica was third, uh, also running well in 25-31, so she was just um, 17 seconds back. But then Corinne Israel of Davenport was runner-up uh, in a close finish. It was it was right at the finish between uh, Noel Steinus and Israel they had the same time at 25:14, but um, Steinus got the uh, got the victory. Um, she was awarded the win. Um, Israel um, is uh, she's in the 30 to 34 age category, while uh, Jessica Steinus is in the 40 to 44. So really good time there. Um, a great. Uh, running family there. Fourth place uh, was Laura Thompson of Bettendorf in 2540. And then Becca Mallon, who I talked about last week, she was on the podcast. She's um, in Iowa City, a former Davenport Assumption prep. She was fifth in 2601. So that was uh, a clean sweep for Iowa residents in the Moonlight Chase.
On to the Monaco Diamond League event in uh, the south of France, where former Iowa State runner Hilary Bohr was uh, running in the 3,000 steeplechase at tune-up for the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, Bohr uh, was the winner at the U.S. Olympic Trials. This was a race that through the first five and a half laps, Benjamin Keegan uh, was definitely winning. Um, he seemed to have control, and um, he thought with, when the bell rang with two laps to go, he thought, well, I've got one lap to go. He wasn't counting, and unfortunately, the official's mistake, ringing the bell early, he used up all his energy kicking, and when the bell rang again, uh, as he crossed the uh, finish line with one lap to go, the look on his face was just one of astonishment. Um, the the uh, person ringing the bell was off by a lap. Uh, just a huge faux pas in a major meet like this. Um, and Keegan had nothing left um, in that final lap. He ended up seventh. Uh, it was a season-best 8.15.09 for Keegan. But uh, uh, back to Hillary Bohr, I asked him on Twitter um, after he finished fifth ahead of Keegan in 8.14.69, uh, whether he knew that was the number of laps. He said he did, and that's why he didn't go with Keegan. Uh, he knew that uh, the, the, the laps were off uh, by by one uh, with with the bell um, signifying the final lap. So he did not go with him. And he, uh, like I said, he ended up fifth in that race. Uh, Lamecha Gurma uh, was the winner in 807.75. So a huge, huge mistake in Monaco. Um, just astonishing to see such a <laughs> such a big uh, world event like this um, have a mistake like that, but it does happen. Elma Day's 5K was on Saturday, and you had Run Ablaze's Flannery Serban Bohach, uh, who was the winner in 1752. She is uh, from Cresco, 34 years old. Um, she was beaten only by. A uh, guy from Rushford, Minnesota, 17-year-old, um, who ran 1742, so just 10 seconds back of the winner. Um, at the, uh, I'm going to go outside of the state now for this next result. Uh, I saw this on Instagram, the Tri-Span 10K uh, in Wilmington, North Carolina. It was hot and hilly, according to Ashlyn Bagg, um, but she uh, placed fourth overall. Ashlyn lives in uh, Waverly, must be on vacation um, out in Wilmington, um, but she ran 38.22.9 to win the women's title. The winning uh, overall time was 34.03 in that, and Ashlyn said on Instagram, I proved to myself that I can be a hill runner. So so good for her to pick up the women's winner, uh, the women's win. Um, she's from Independence, where she ran as a prep and ran at Wartburg College. The Lake Red Rock Balloon Festival 5K was held over the weekend. And Caroline Cunningham, um, I, I got to believe this is the same person as the one who ran for Cedar Falls and Northwest Missouri State. She was the overall uh, women's winner in 1926. Um she lists Knoxville, uh, Iowa, as her uh, residence. So uh, Cunningham got that win over at Lake Red Rock, over by Pella. 
Uh, let's go off-road now for this next result. You have the White Rock Ultra in, uh, in Coon Rapids. And th th those poor people, uh, they had deluge of rain. Uh, I know the 50-milers were running in it. And they already, the, the course, which is a lot of B roads and, and not, you know, good terrain anyway, was just awful to run in. Um, so you had um, Benjamin Ulrichs, who was the winner. I was going to look up his bio and I forgot to, but he's from, uh, he lists Anamosa as his um, residence. He's 25 years old. He was the winner in 8.26.04. That's a, that's a great time for 50 miles on horrible uh, roads and horrible weather. Garrett Basil, uh, Bazell, Basil, uh, Bazell, we'll go with Bazell, uh, from Osceola uh, was second. He's 26 years old. He ran 843.23. In the 50K, the shorter 50K, you, um, you had uh, the, um, well, uh, taking second, in the women's race with Jacqueline DeWizzer. Uh, uh She's from Iowa City. She was the number two female in 530.35. Uh, the top Iowan was my Facebook friend, Terry Cruz. Um, he loves these ultras now and doing well. Um, Terry's 54 years old, um, also from Clive as well as me. He was in timed in 459.27. Uh, for fifth overall, the winning time was 4.04.50 by Cody Jones of Kansas City. This is a race that does bring in a lot of people from out of state. So the White Rock Ultra, um, I definitely uh, brought out the toughness uh, in the runners over over the weekend. And, and they start that 50-mile race at 12.01 on Saturday morning, right after midnight. So... <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it's an extreme race and, um, God love those runners. Um, they, um, they're, they're dedicated to that race. Um, so I'm going to finish up with triathlon and the Iowa games triathlon was held on Sunday and, um, the winning time in the sprint race was 101.12 by Robert Rick Kemper. Um, he's 44 years old, so nice win there. Um, he was a winner by a minute and 36 over Joey Hovinga. And then you had Matt May, uh, who was third in 103.14. Um, this Joey Hovinga is 17 years old. Matt May is 31. Don't have um, hometowns for these people, but Sarah Winsink was the overall female, and she was fourth. Um, in the overall race, the top female and fourth overall in 104.04. So Sarah Winsing, um, very high up in the overall. Uh, the Iowa Games also has a duathlon with their triathlon, and Evan Moon was the winner. He's 19 years old in 117.20, and you had um, him winning by, well, four minutes and 13 seconds over Jason Schulbrook. Jason's 31 years old, and um, he was just about 30 seconds out of Lucas Nitzel. Um, he's 36 years old. And the women's winner in that duathlon was Angelica Flores, 42 years old, in a good time, 132.07 for a Masters uh, 
finisher there, Angelica Flores. And um, well, I'm, I'm going to finish up here with the Flatland USA T Cup. That's the USA Triathlon Cup where you had the uh, junior uh, Z3 team from, from based in, uh, in the Des Moines area. That's where you've got the top uh, people from Iowa. And um, finishing fifth in the junior elite female race was Micah Pollitt. Um, she is from Cedar Rapids, and she's 19 years old, listed. Um, sometimes they're 18, but uh, they have to grade up. She was 105.11, timed in that sprint um, triathlon for fifth place. And finishing seventh also for the Z3 team in 105.21, just 10 seconds back, was Madison Judas. And Madison is from Urbandale. So congratulations for those two ladies to um, finish in the top 10 there. Madison's 18 years old. Junior elite male, the top Iowan was Levi Hill in 17th. Levi was timed in 101.55. Uh, Levi is from Ankeny. So that's the Flatland USA Triathlon Cup. And that is the race result. And that's your lot for the week. Um, I did corner, um, I don't want to say corner. Um, Steve Bobbenhaus was very um, willing to talk about the sale of fitness sports. So I'll have that interview with Steve later on the week. Hope you will tune in for that. He's got some good things to say. Um, certainly about the new owners, Jordan and Lindsay Andrews, um, but also some other interesting um, things that he said about uh, his ownership over 37 years of the running store. So it'll be nice to have an interview with Steve. So that's coming up later on the week and look forward to that. And until then, happy running, everyone. <laughs>